Hey everybody, my name is Amin Reina and I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors and I'm here to do a quick mind map uh, of my decision to buy shares in MGM Entertainment, ticker symbol MGM. Uh, this is a stock that I, uh, company that I really didn't have on my radar screen uh, at all, but then all of a sudden uh, a few things have occurred in the environment out there uh, that all of a sudden got onto my radar screen and made me wanted to take a look at uh, at some casino gambling kind of stocks. Uh, just recently, the Supreme Court in the United States uh, overturned uh, a ruling that essentially sets the table to allow uh, individual states uh, to essentially legalize uh, sports betting. Uh, up until now, the only places where you could bet on sports in the U.S. has been in, you know, in, in Las Vegas and I believe in Atlantic City. Mostly, it's mostly in Vegas and Nevada. But this recent Supreme Court decision just threw that out the, threw that out the window, and now it's basically it's eventually going to be open season on sports betting, which is a huge, um, apparently a huge uh, segment a huge amount of a huge market in the sense that there's some estimates out there that say that have said that almost uh, 150 billion dollars a year is is done is engaged into uh, put into uh, sports betting is betting on sports so it got me to thinking you know what maybe I want to take a look at some of these uh, gaming stocks because um, they potentially are set up to to you know they have the infrastructure to be able to deal with this and uh, so I started looking around and one of the companies I started to look at was MGM and so when I started looking at MGM and like I look at any other stock uh, one of the things I do is you know making investment decisions and trying to figure out if I want to buy or sell a stock comes down to asking questions and answering questions about a company and once you can answer some basic fundamental questions about a company and the stock um, you should have a pretty good idea whether you want to buy or sell it or not even buy it or, or, or avoid it so uh, so what I'm going to do here is what I do here is I kind of for every company I, I analyze these are the types of questions that I ask these are typically the questions I ask to help me frame my investment decision so the first question I always ask about a company and a stock is what do they sell what is their value proposition what makes them so special compared to other types of businesses out there well MGM is essentially you know it's a gaming company it's a you know they sell uh, you know they sell entertainment they sell entertainment and and leisure and they do that through various forms through obviously their gaming through casinos you know blackjack poker and all that side they have resorts uh, that do that like, they own some of the more famous uh, casinos out there like Bellagio uh, Mandalay Bay most of these in Vegas uh, then they have some properties also in China uh, in Macau that are quite uh, prominent. Um, so they sell they sell that whole they're a, they're the classic sin stock um, that they're about they're about gambling they're about betting and they're about entertainment and leisure. That's that's their volume that's their edge that's what they're all about. Uh, who do they compete with? Well, similar they compete with other um, resort uh, gaming type companies. So that would be companies like. Um, you know, you just have to just basically walk down the strip in Vegas, and there's your competition. So, Win, 
um, Las Vegas Sands, uh, Caesars are your kind of your big players. And so that's, you know, from a traditional perspective, those would be your kind of, that would be MGM's main competitors. But also now, you know, as we're saying, the game changer moment with sports betting is now um, online sides of it, online casinos. Uh, and it's not just online casinos in the US, it's we're talking global reach. So there's companies like Patty's, like a lot of English, UK gambling houses out there that could be uh, potential competitors for MGM. You know, heck, I wouldn't even throw Amazon. Like, what's to stop Amazon from just wanting to just get into <laughs> online betting? Like, they have an infrastructure that I wouldn't super be surprised that they could get into that. Um, the sports teams themselves. Um, this may set a real game changer moment in that you might see go to a stadium and you might see be able to bet on the games while you're at the stadium. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see some football teams or baseball teams um, have like a betting area where you can bet on like proposition bets on like you know who's going to hit a home run or how many home runs are going to be hit. Not necessarily betting on the outcome of games, but. The whole, this whole dynamic of just allowing sports betting is just going to open up all kinds of gambling opportunities. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if the teams would want to get a cut of this action. You know, it's their product, so um, don't be surprised about that. Who are their customers? Um, again, you know, we're talking about the youngins, young people with a lot of disposable income, and but then you got old people, um, retirees. You know, you've been down to a casino, you see. A you know the, the the ones that are sitting there are worth the uh, at those slot machines, just like endlessly dropping money in there and <laughs> moving that one arm bandit. I think that's what they call it uh, out there. So there's a, definitely a cross section of people that def that go to to casinos or go to these type of resorts. The question I always also ask is, that's great, people go there and put money in, but will they come back? Do they, is this just a one-time uh, one-time deal? And you know, given that the you know the addictive nature uh, nature of gambling and entertainment and the lure of you know sizzle, which is a you know a major value proposition, chances are yes, people will come back. And especially if they have the money and they have the disposable income to spend it, they'll they'll definitely come back. So. Um, Definitely a, a, a recurring uh, form of revenue uh, opportunity that that, that uh, these type of resorts uh, offer. Now, that's all well and good, but at the end of the day, we're investors and we want to invest in companies that are, that are profitable, that can actually have demonstrated an ability to create tangible wealth for its shareholders. And so that leads to the, the probably one of the more important questions we get to as investors is that we ask when we're analyzing companies is, do they make money? And so when I looked at when I look at companies' profitability and financial performance, one of the key metrics that I kind of go for is is economic profit, which is basically taking a company's return on invested capital and subtracting the cost of capital. If, if the value is positive, then the company is demonstrating it's creating tangible wealth, and ultimately. Uh, Stock market and investors want will reward companies that can demonstrate that they're creating tangible wealth. So when I looked at uh, MGM's uh, performance, um, when I looked at their return on invested capital, it came in over the last three years. It's ranged from almost 1.2 to 11% uh, return. And when you compare it to the company's cost of capital, which is about 9.4, it's <coughs> 
it hasn't been consistent in creating wealth, but it has demonstrated it's creating wealth. And if you look at the last year's numbers, it was actually uh, its economic profit was negative. So from an investor perspective, that's not a good thing I want to see. Um, and uh, it's not something that I want to see. Uh, I took, I kind of drove the dove drill down into some of the numbers. And when you look at where the revenues are coming in from from, from MGM, if you think about it, it would coming, be coming from, from Vegas or Nevada and there are resorts out there, but really it's China that's a big driver. And when you look at the China numbers, uh, their uh, revenue base is actually growing. It's almost two, it's almost double. Uh, it's almost two times the revenue uh, is coming from China. So, and it's been, kicking up uh, higher of late um, because of the growth now. Uh, the China market, the Macau market, has been pretty uh, kind of dead the last few years because the government's cracking down a lot of corruption and all that kind of stuff. And uh, <clears throat> so the China market's been kind of a, lag a lagging uh, part of the portfolio, but now that seems to have been changing. It looks like the government's loosening up a little bit of the controls over there, and it's it's flowing into into the numbers in terms of traffic. So, I don't like the number in, in terms of the return on invested capital, but when I'm looking at potentially the loosening of the factors in China, and then when I start to look at this whole concept of potential revenue streams that could be coming in from sports betting. Um, I'm willing to kind of give this a little bit of a benefit of the doubt and kind of like to see how this plays out. If I go strictly quantitative, I really don't like these numbers and I probably would stop my analysis here, but I, I'm just really intrigued by this, what I think could be potentially a game changer moment with, with the whole uh, sports betting side of it. So that's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <clears throat> so the next thing I, I look at after that is uh, the financial position of the company. Is this a company that's in strong financial position? Is it going to go out of business tomorrow because they're going to run out of money? A um, couple of areas I look at, are, first of all, is liquidity. Uh, their company's ability to meet their short-term uh, obligations or day-to-day -day obligations. And that's usually come up, you can sum that through the current ratio, and which compares the company's current assets to current liabilities. And right now it is under one, which is not, which is again, not um, a great thing to see. You want to have companies that have sufficient current assets to cover their current liabilities. Um, I looked at uh, debt levels. The company has a pretty high um, debt ratio, and it's bit of a uh, it's been a bit of concern for management. But what we've been seeing though is management seems to be taking a lot of tangible steps to lower their debt position and bring that down to a little bit more manageable. Uh, a manageable level. Quality of assets is another thing I look at. I look at the ratio of goodwill as a percentage of total assets and it's got a pretty um, low amount, low percentage of goodwill. So overall if I'm looking at the balance sheet it's not the greatest. It's, it's, it's kind of meh <laughs> on that. So Right there, you know, when you're combining companies' financial performance with the state of their balance sheet, although it seems to be getting improving, there's nothing here that really jumps out to me that's really solid from that perspective. Uh, then the last thing you look at, I look at is risk. What are the risks out there facing the, the, the company? What could take the company down a few notches? Um, 
and threaten the business line and threaten potential future profits and future revenues and cash flows. So with the whole uh, gaming industry, uh, you know, potential risk is is uh, this online betting stuff or this betting sports betting thing really takes off and potentially you know you could see maybe increased players entering the market like i talked about potentially you know like an amazon even getting into this you're going to have uh foreign foreign gaming houses gaming houses uh uh entering entering the play um you just could see your potential you could see some saturation in in the space um Nature of it, you know, one of the things that drives casinos is people coming in and spending money. So, you know, the nature uh, cycle of the economy, um, if the economy is doing well, then people have more money, uh, you know, have more money to spend, free money or cons uh, discretionary income to spend. Uh, that plays into it. So it's, it's very sensitive to, to the economic ebbs and flows uh, that are out there. Then, you know, the fact of the matter is I talked about earlier is, is China is, is a big driver of its revenues now. And, you know, with China, there are risks. Um, the licensing issues, the government could just literally overnight pull their license in Macau and say, hey, you can't operate here anymore. Um, that side of it is out there. That is a risk. And then I guess another challenge really about the company is, is just remaining, you know, remaining fresh, offering a fresh uh, experience. Um, and so it's constantly having to reinvent itself and it's kind of, uh, its challenge is, is, staying, is staying hip, staying relevant, uh, offering that unique entertainment piece um, that will draw people in. So, you know, having the right uh, performers, uh, acts, drawing in sporting events, uh, offering really cool, interesting gaming type options, just the whole entertainment, the clubbing, nightlife kind of thing. It has to, it's, it's a constant uh, reinvention by companies like MGM that, will have, they, that they have to face. So these are elements that I think could come into play and I think these are ongoing elements that, could, that these type of companies face. Finally, at the end of the day, you know, if I think the company is worth buying, it's a good company, a good, good well-managed company, uh, you have to start looking at, okay, well, what's the stock like? Is the stock cheap or is it expensive? Maybe, you know, it could be a really great company, but if the stock's really expensive, then maybe I'm not going to buy it. So uh, in terms of valuation, um, right now the stock has been, it's, it's pretty out of favor. The stock's been trading in the, the low 30s, 32 level. I, it's kind of, it's out of favor relative to other gaming stocks out there. Um, if you're looking... And it's probably, you know, in, in a sense, it's, it is probably the cheapest out there. And it's, you know, driven by some of these factors like mediocre performance, kind of, you know, not the greatest balance sheet out there um, that are probably uh, piling on to the, uh, in terms of the valuation. Uh, just give you some quick numbers. You know, it's forward PE right now is at about 25, which is expensive, but it's actually um, cheapest compared relative uh, cheap, you know, relative to other uh, casino companies out there. I looked at it on a discounted cash flow per perspective. Um, 
valuations come in between 30 to 36 dollars and as i said it's trading right now at 30 when i started to look at it it was trading at 32. Um, so right now it's a cheap stock but it, the company is not really running at all cylinders so based on that i normally would have kind of passed on this uh, on mgm but i'm really intrigued by this whole sports betting concept and, and wondering if this is going to give these type of companies uh, a real new kind of new um, ramp for growth. And one of the things uh, MGM is kind of, it seems like it's, uh, from what I've known, what I've learned about it is they kind of have a little bit of a head start on on, on the whole sports betting side. They've actually developed an app. They're looking, they can like literally implement uh, a sports betting service across their uh, platform uh, tomorrow if they can. And uh, so, and I think that's probably, that's to me, I think what's drawn me to the company is sort of a, uh, a, a good value play in terms of a lot of upside is that potential um, with the sports betting side of it. They seem to have a bit of a competitive advantage on it and could be the first first company out there in terms of offering a comprehensive betting platform, both in the casinos and also just online um, out there. They've, seen, they've kind of put their allocation, they put their investments into um, building out this kind of platform with the anticipation that the Supreme Court was going to strike down the whole sports betting uh, illegalities of everything. So at the end of the day, I, I, when I, f I factored, this is kind of what drew me into it. Um, it is a well-established uh, sports betting company. Um, the performance isn't great, but it seems to be improving. The balance sheet is not great, but it seems to be getting better because they're trying to make a conscious effort of, of paying out their debt. Um, and it's, it's got some tools out there, some products out there that are allowing it to get a head start on the sports betting side of it. And so I looked at it and the fact that the stock is cheap, it's out of favor. I thought, you know what, maybe there is a potential for it to hit into the 40s. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe there might be a, maybe a 20, 30% gain that could be had from here and taking sort of the other side of the bet, excuse the pun. So when I factor all these elements together, they led me to say, you know what, I think I'm going to, I like to kind of have an exposure to the side of it. And I think this may be a cheap way of getting into it. So ultimately I, I, I bought it. I decided to make it a, a speculative buy. So I put a little bit of money into it. We'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, have my exit strategy. Uh, if it goes down, if the stock goes down into the twenties, um, then I'm out of it. And that's the end of that. So that's my decision there. My sort of my mind map of my decision-making thought process that led me to buy shares in MGM Entertainment. If you want some more information about uh, this and other mind map videos, you can check out my website, sageinvestors.ca. I also have information there about the online courses and in-person courses that I teach on buying and selling stocks and ETFs. And you can check it out all there on my website, sageinvestors.ca. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Amin Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Cheers. Mm -hmm.